Welcome back, everyone. This is the Movement Elevated Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Scott Runyon, and uh, I want to start by apologizing if you happen to listen to last week's episode and you noticed that it got cut off in the middle of a sentence uh, during my interview with Dr. Matt Silver, and I didn't notice that until after the episode had launched, and I um, I had to... <laughs> There was it wasn't anything I could do about it because the audio file that I recorded did not have the last few minutes of our conversation. Um, but if you missed it, we talked about uh, what it means to work with a performance-based physical therapist rather than your typical um, outpatient therapist, and how for many people it can be better to work with someone who is more performance-minded. Um, but we yeah we just kind of finished up that conversation, and if you have any questions about what it means to work with somebody who has your performance and your um, ability to do the things that you want to do outside of just normal household activities, you know, for the people that want to ski better, for the people that want to lift better, for the people that want to run better. Um, A performance-based physical therapist gives you the option to work on those things more so than any other therapy options out there. So just wanted to let you guys know that. And sorry again that that cut off last week. Um, anyway, now on to this week's episode. I have another guest in the uh, studio for this week's episode. This one's actually from a recording that I did uh, back in December. And uh, this was with Lisa Olson from Lisa Olson Fitness. Uh, she's a personal trainer and she works a lot with nutrition. And she's also a pretty avid snowboarder. So I had her as a guest on a Facebook Live in my Facebook Facebook group called Colorado Ski and Snowboard Performance. Uh, if you want to hop on Facebook right now and request to be added to Colorado Ski and Snowboard Performance, uh, we'll let you in and get you a, a little free gift if you leave your email address. You get a little free ebook uh, to learn a little bit more about how to help yourself uh, with staying healthy while skiing and snowboarding. Um, So you can hop on that right now and request that. And um, anyway, without further ado, we're going to hop right into the interview because we're going to talk about a lot of stuff uh, during this interview that we did. All right, here we go. We're live. Awesome. How's it going? Good, good. All right. Looks like somebody last minute asked to join the group, so I'm going to let them in real quick so they have a chance to see it. Cool. I was inviting a couple people. I was just on the phone with somebody who's an avid skier and her and her family, and I said, you know what? You need to jump in this group. Was it Deborah? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was who who asked, so welcome, Deborah. (laughs) Fantastic. Yeah. pull up the live video on the group so I can see when somebody comments. Ah, so Kyle says hola. All right. So before we dive into the interview with Lisa here, um, I just want to, if you, um, if you uh, put a like or a love, some sort of reaction on um, the live itself, big comments, things like that. Um, it helps more people see this 
that are in the group. It helps it pop up on their newsfeed a little bit easier. Um, so if you do that as, things, as you go through, uh, the more people will see it, the more people will be able to access this great information that Lisa is about to share with us. So um, go ahead and do that. And um, at the end, we're gonna have you submit some, or actually during it, you can even submit some questions um, for Lisa. And towards the end, I will have those available for uh, you to ask her. All right. So welcome, Lisa. Lisa is with Lisa Olson Fitness, and uh, she is a specialist with nutrition and uh, uh, anything involving um, the fitness world as she does personal training. So I asked her to come on. Uh, she and I know each other pretty well. We've worked together on a few projects before, and um, I trust her to know so much about nutrition and give you guys some good information on how to help that take that and perform your best on the slopes, whether it be snowboarding or skiing and um, how to get that proper diet to yep. be strong and healthy. So thank you, Lisa, so much for coming on this evening. Hello. I feel like we should have a contest here, like who are the riders and who are the skiers, right? Yeah, let's start, let's start with that. Who, uh, yeah. Go ahead and comment uh, whether you ski or whether you're a rider. Yeah, because I'm definitely a rider. I'm not a skier, so it's funny. So we get to have fun with each other duking it out, but thanks and for how having long, How long have you been uh, boarding, snowboarding, Lisa? Um, you know, I, I grew up in Colorado, and so you would think I'd be an avid skier or boarder for my whole life, and I, I wasn't because I played a lot of other sports and pretty competitively, and so my coaches all were like, there's no way you are getting on the slope. So I think I went once when I was in high school. Uh, my friend took me, her and her family took me to Vail, and I, I felt like I was tumbling down the mountain going over some moguls, and I was like, this is not good. We are in the prime basketball season, and I'm trying to get a, a, a scholarship scholarship to college for basketball and softball. And so I kind of uh, cut that out really quick and didn't didn't grow up skiing or snowboarding at all. But then um, I went and we can talk about this later or now or whatever. I went and played uh, college sports at the a division one level, three sports, actually softball, basketball and golf. And after college, I went and uh, came back to Colorado and uh, I was out in Pennsylvania, came back to Colorado and I was the head softball coach at Colorado College. And uh, my brother was an avid skier, but he wanted to learn how to snowboard. And I was like, you know what? Like I could uh, probably take that up now and actually learn uh, because it's okay if I don't get, or if I get hurt. So, uh, <laughs> so knock on wood, I have not gotten hurt yet. And um, so I picked it up, I don't know, now 18 years ago, I may have had a uh, 10 year, five, 10 year, eight year uh, hiatus with getting married and having kids and dogs. This one's scratching at my door. I'll have to let in here really quick. But um, now I've been back at it pretty good for the past three years, snowboarding and teaching my kids how to, how to ski and snowboard as well. But I've been an athlete my whole life and, uh, and now I'm loving this sport for sure. <laughs> great, 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 great. Um, and I think you are getting your kids into it too, right? Uh, I think you said your boys are skiing yeah. and then your, your, uh, your older boy wants to switch over to snowboarding. 
Yeah, I've got a five-year-old and an eight-year-old, both boys, and they've both been skiing. This is their third season each, and uh, my oldest, Wyatt, is now picking up the snowboard, so it's fun uh, to to take him and see him to see him try new things and pick it up. But he's he's good. He's good on his skis. So I'm like, if we want to fly and we want to have fun, then I'm like, put your skis on, man. Let's go. Let's go. So yeah, right now, Lisa, it looks like the uh, skiers are kicking your butt on the uh, unofficial pole here. Hmm. You know, what are you gonna do? You've been fixing me and my <laughs> my my tailbone and my knee, so maybe skiing is the better choice <laughs> for for yeah. injuries and stuff. No, <laughs> but we all we all have our own problems. Right, we'll take it. Yeah. All right. Um, so let us know a, a little bit more uh, about your uh, background in sports. Uh, and you said you went to college out in Pennsylvania. Where did you go? Yeah, a small D1 school called St. Francis. So kind of in the middle of nowhere, two hours east of Pittsburgh. Um, I wanted to get a scholarship for basketball and walk on to a softball team. But everywhere I applied to and all the coaches I talked to wanted it the other way around. And they said, no, let's, uh, we'll give you some money to play softball and you can walk onto the basketball team. So, so I did that, you know, reluctantly, but then found that I was a better softball player and I fit in a whole lot better. Uh, a five, four shooting guard up against the likes of some of those at old dominion or Yukon or uh, Penn state right up the road from where we were was a little bit rough playing against some of them with my, my height disadvantage. So yeah, it was a small D1 school, about 1,500 students, but it was cool because we we played uh, in the Northeast Conference, so Long Island University and Quinnipiac, St. Francis, New York, Long Island, Robert Morris, some of those schools, but then we also got to play some off-season stuff against the big guys, so against Virginia and your your Big Ten with uh, Penn State right up the road. Uh, yeah. It was fun fun being able to beat them, a, a small, small D1 school beating the big guys, so... It was cool. Oh, I'm sure that was a thrill. You go up against yeah. the big the big guns and beat them down. Yeah, it was so fun. It was so fun. Yeah. Nice. Very nice. So uh, I want to ask you a little bit about some of your ideas with nutrition. I'm going to leave it a little bit open-ended so you can kind of uh, sure. just let us know what you want you want us to know. Uh, we'll start with just what are some basic nutrition principles that you think are important for people to know about? Sure. And I think it... it, it you know, with my background, it does play a big part in it. I mean, being an elite athlete, and then I went on to coach, be a head coach at, at Colorado College for the softball team, um, and now currently help out at a high school, high school for coaching, and just going through my own experiences and, and training athletes and being an athlete. I mean, I remember just being a, a, an elite athlete in college and not fueling my body right. Like, we'd play for four or five, six hours at a time for some tournaments. And it's like, here, you get like a Quaker Oats granola bar and here's some Gatorade and some of this, or like, let's go to Wendy's or McDonald's or something, but you're playing so much that you don't fuel up uh, very much. And I would actually get sick. Like if I don't eat, then my stomach is just in sharp pains. I get headaches, those type of things. And um, so I started paying attention to nutrition after a while. 
uh, and fueling my body right and then fueling uh, my athletes right as well. And, you know, I, I grew up running races as a five-year-old, carb loading from the beginning. And that's just kind of what you thought you did is load up on the pasta and load up on the bread and, and those type of things and have that big spaghetti dinner before a big game or a big race or, or you're out riding or skiing or whatever um, all day. You feel like you've been told or I was told and I feel like a lot of people were told to carb load. And what I found was not all carbs are created equal, right? After enough training and enough certifications, and now I've been in the personal training world since 2006, so about 14 years and having my own business for um, about seven years now, I understood and started to learn not all carbs are created equal and that wheat pasta or that white pasta and some people are like, oh, it's, it's wheat pasta and whole wheat is better for you than white. It's like, yes, a little bit. But once you understand good carbs versus bad carbs um, and how your body reacts to those carbs, you are going to be able to uh, be more efficient and have more energy. And I feel like as an athlete, that's what it's all about. Or even just living every day, right? I've got two young kids. There's other people out there that have kids or you're working or stress in life. And so many times we find ourselves like needing a nap in the, in the middle of the afternoon, right? Two, three o'clock. And we're like, I'm exhausted. Maybe I'm just getting older. or What's the deal? Or I just can't bounce back like I used to when I was, when I was young, younger or whatever. Um, I took out gluten from my diet about five and a half years ago. And when I took gluten out, um, and reintroduced it back in, I noticed immediately how bloated I was, how uh, much I like retained weight. It looked like I was six months pregnant walking down the stairs after putting my kids to bed one night when my husband had made dinner and, and he had bought the cheap stuff, as he said, when he made spaghetti. He's like, I bought the cheap stuff, sorry. And I was like, look at what this just did to my gut. Like it bloated me up so much, it was unreal. And then I was just asleep on the couch, like um, by 8.30, 9 o'clock every night. And I'm like, what is this? It's this gluten. It's this white breads, white pasta, um, all this sugar that is just zapping my energy. And once I realized that and started, uh, I've, I've coached hundreds and hundreds of people through a, a healthy living or a clean eating challenge to be able to help them understand what foods sabotage their health and what foods are going to give them more energy. It just was time and time again, like, I think it's 80% of the population has some sensitivity to gluten. And so I think that's a big one just to address, especially with athletes, because we carb load so much or we think we need those carbs. And I'm not against carbs at all. Like I love carbs, but I like the right ones. And so the right ones I found for me and for most people, instead of a white pasta or a wheat pasta, it's a brown rice pasta or a chickpea pasta. And they actually taste good. They don't taste gross. You can cook them the right way and they actually taste good. Um, but having a sweet potatoes and brown rice and quinoa and those type of things are good carbs and they give you the energy that you actually do need so instead of carb loading with the white pasta and the wheat pasta the night before you know you're going out on the slopes or if you've got a big day or you're you're hiking or you're climbing the incline if you're here in you know Colorado Springs or whatever like fuel yourself with some of those um, complex carbs or those those good carbs so that's a huge thing I feel like is really big for athletes to, to think about. 
and say, especially, I mean, we're not having, I don't know who's on your group here, but I don't think it's your high school athlete or your college athlete. It might be the ones that were the high school athlete and the college athlete before or athletic in some sense, right? And just wants to be an active adult and be as um, athletic as they can and have as much energy as they can. And so understanding what food will help you have that energy and what food zap your energy is huge. Like dairy's another big one and I get a lot of kickback, right? Everybody loves their cheese, right? Um, cheese, milk, dairy, they don't do a body good. So I feel like the two main culprits, if you're gonna take anything from this and you wanna kind of change your nutrition is to experiment with some things and try and take out the gluten and take out the dairy, right? Dairy is one of the most common allergens that there is out there. It's super high hard to digest. It uh, causes a lot of bloating, causes a lot of breakouts too. I'll tell you if I have cheese or dairy or anything, I'm breaking out right away um, on my face and that's just annoying, right? <laughs> um, so whey and whey and whey protein, if we wanna get into this, whey is um, a byproduct of the cheese making process. A lot of people are drinking like whey protein shakes or whey smoothies. And they think I need to have whey protein because it's been shown to build lean body mass, right? And you want that that lean muscle, which that's what we want. But because whey is a byproduct of the cheese making process, it's high in cholesterol, it's hard to digest. Um, it sits like a rock in your stomach. If you look, and, and I don't want to stereotype and I'm not trying to, you know, put anybody down. But if you kind of, you can kind of take a look at some people, especially a lot of bodybuilders, especially back in the day. And they thought that whey protein was the only way to go and what you needed to be able to, to build that lean body mass. They always have this gut, right? Like this is a big gut. Or if you've had whey protein or a lot of protein shakes, like you have this like bloatedness in your gut. And that's because you're not able to digest that whey protein enough. So I'm a big fan of a vegan protein. I have my own line that I use and that I recommend, but it's made of brown rice, peas, and cranberries, and it digests a whole lot easier. And it has the complete amino acid profile that rivals that of whey for the lean uh, body mass and lean uh, muscle building that you're trying to get. So um, those are kind of kind of my my two main things when it comes to nutrition to try and avoid the gluten and the dairy. And there's a lot of substitutes out there. My husband, there's some comments, there's something going on, and I can't see it. But um, uh, my husband's one where he's like, "Give me all the cheese all the time. You can't get me off the cheese." And and it's like we try to limit it, and he feels a whole lot better, you know. So I I love this comment uh, from Chris. Uh, in here, milk products aren't the way. W H E Y. That's I, I <laughs> love puns. I love gadget, no and that is great. Yeah, that's awesome. No way to way. Just say no to way, right? Give give peas a chance. It's not a funny one with pea protein, right? Give peas a chance. So, <laughs> uh, so going back to where we started with this, uh, and you had mentioned that like pasta products aren't the best necessarily the best way to carb load. Um, for, for uh, high endurance activity. And a lot of people are probably thinking, oh, that's completely sacrilege. You know, you gotta have the pasta parties before your cross country race or, or whatever. But you're saying there's other ways that you can go get those carbs that you need without uh, just taking on pastas. Well, it's a, just a different kind of pasta. 
Like, I'm Italian. I love the pasta. I want the pasta. Like, give me all the pasta. Um, but it's brown rice pasta. And there's some brands out there. There's one brand. It's called Tinkiata. It's like a gold package, and it has some uh, bright pink or bright blue. They have fettuccine. They have linguine. They have spaghetti. They have spirals. They have rigatoni. They have all of lasagna. Um, pastas all made out of brown rice. And so that's going to actually give you more energy the next day as opposed to that white or wheat pasta that actually is just going to slow you down and sit like a rock in your stomach. It's It takes some time to get used to. Like uh, for me, being a, an athlete my entire life and, and carb loading on the white, white and the wheat stuff, um, flowers, you know, it took my body a little bit to, to purge and get rid of those toxins and that food. And once I did, then my energy was just through the roof. I mean, if I can tell you, I the first time that I, I got rid of gluten and dairy and I did this healthy living challenge that I coached people through, I was working full time at a bank because um, I had taken some time off from the personal training and trying to find other things and be able to make an income for our family. So uh, I was a small business banker and then I had started my own personal training business. I had a toddler at home, uh, two years old, and then I was pregnant uh, with our second kiddo. My husband's a firefighter, so he works two days on, four days off. So he's really gone like in a seven day period, he's gone three full days out of the week. So I was extremely busy, right? I was extremely busy and I did this healthy living challenge and I got rid of the the pasta or the, the gluten and the dairy and corn and soy and, and some other things, mainly sugar. And I was up till 10, 30, 11 every single night, like trying to figure out a way to like, how can I make my, my businesses work without having to be at the bank really. Um, but I should have been passed out on the couch, right? I was in my third trimester pregnant with my second kid with a toddler running around, starting my own personal training business, working 40 hours a week with a commute. Like I was doing a lot and and I had so much energy, it was nuts. And I was like, if I have this much energy with my life going on right now, what is this gonna do for my friends, for my clients? And, and so once they tried it, they're like, wow, okay, getting rid of this stuff makes a, makes a big difference. You know, I'm a, I'm a big fan, I'm not gonna lie. I, I don't think I've met very many people that can really handle gluten and dairy that well or that feel so much better <laughs> as opposed to when they take them out. So, yeah. Um, I, I want to touch on what you've talked about with getting uh, some of those anti-inflammatories out with the dairy and the uh, gluten. Um, a lot of people have joined this group for different reasons. Some may uh, just want to be a little bit healthier. Some may have pain that they're trying to get rid of when they do what they love. Um, I have a friend and she's actually, I think she's in this group. And uh, she has an early type onset of arthritis, basically. Arthritis is an inflammatory response. Uh, you know, she's 30 years old and she's had trouble running, trouble snowboarding, things like that. And uh, she went to a gluten-free, dairy-free diet. And that's been the, she's done some other things as well, you know, yoga and um, some medicines have helped. But that I think far and away has been the biggest thing that's helped her. And she's out there with me and my wife almost every weekend shredding it on the snowboard, able to keep up with us, no complaints of pain. And I really think that uh, her diet, and she's very careful about it. She's very careful about her diet. And uh, that's helped her a lot to be able to uh, ward off some of those symptoms that she's been having. Oh, 100%. I don't, yeah. 
yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think otherwise. Like getting rid of sugar is a huge one. You know, refined sugar, refined sugar is in everything. I mean, it's in, if we're on the pasta talk, it's in, you know, pasta sauces and snuck into your, your milks and your everything trying to get rid of sugar. It's a huge inflammatory uh, food, right? The biggest, the biggest, I would say like highly acidic, addictive, allergenic, inflammatory foods are going to be sugar, your sugar, your coffee, um, your alcohol, your gluten, your dairy, your corn, and your soy. Those are the biggest ones that are the main culprits for inflammatory foods. I've had multiple people, I'm not going to say, you know, I can't say I I'm not a, a doctor and I don't have the, the stuff to be like, hey, you will be cured if you do this, this, and this. But when you, the perceived results, right, uh, for so many people that I've helped and just seen when they remove those inflammatory foods, yeah, without a doubt, especially arthritis or RA or any of the autoimmunes, it's a, it's a big, big deal to get yeah. rid of those inflammatory foods. Yeah. Coffee's a big one that I get a lot of pushback on and it's not the caffeine that's the issue, but coffee just in general is very acidic. And so, um, if you're trying to go for the healthy route, you want to try to consume foods and drinks that are more alkaline as opposed to acidic, right? Like cancer cannot survive in an acidic environment. So if we can be more alkaline, so, um, herbal teas and green teas are more, alkaline versus coffee and black teas and chai teas and, and those type of things. So I always try to teach people, you know, here's, okay, I mean, we're trying to get rid of this. Here's your substitute. So you don't just fall off the wagon and, and here, replace that with this and, and you'll be okay. So uh, something I thought of while you were talking is that, uh, you know, if people do cut out um, their gluten uh, out of their diet, a lot of people are relying on breads and pastas and things like that to get their fiber in their diet. Um, do you have any thoughts on what someone might do to replace uh, some things that they might lose by cutting something out? Well, you're replacing it like instead of the simple carbs and the white carbs for the the gluten, then replacing it with your complex carbs, with your your quinoa and your brown rice and your sweet potatoes and and those type of things. Um, and then you know having some supplements as well always can help like having a fiber supplement or sometimes some uh you can have fiber rich foods and eating the fruits and veggies or taking more of a greens type supplement to be able to give you uh those type things that you are missing but most people like i think they've they've done so many studies right but they've taken you know um highly educated and nutritionists and um people in the, the fitness and nutrition world and who know what they're doing. And it's like, all right, put together the perfect meal plan with every nutrient that you need. And it just can't be done in, a, you know, the caloric range that would be healthy for you to take. So that's where supplements do come into play. I was never really a big fan of taking a ton of supplements, but now after seeing the research and being like, hey, if I can take one scoop of this greens and that's replacing 37 fruits and veggies, like give it to me. Like, why not? I can put it in my smoothie or I can put it in the pasta sauce and it's almost like Italian seasoning. You know what I mean? Yeah, that makes so much sense. It makes so much sense. Uh, do you have any special considerations that 
might be needed for uh, for snow sports or for cold weather uh, conditions? Or would your nutrition be pretty much the same as any other sport? You just have to stay hydrated a whole lot more, right? I mean, you're at a higher altitude and a lot of the times you're not consuming water um, on the slopes or, or the healthier type drinks um, up there. And so that's just the biggest one, hydrating on your way up, you know, afterwards and as much as you can during. Um, something, you know, Gatorade has this, this great name and everything for having the electrolytes and to be able to, to give you what you need to stay hydrated. Take a look at the labels, right? How much does a, a bottle of Gatorade, how many grams of sugar are in a regular sized bottle of Gatorade, right? It's like, you know, some of those bigger ones, 32 to 64 grams of sugar in one of those big Gatorades, right? And if you're going to say, okay, well, I'm just going for the Gatorade Zero, what is the Zero? What's making it sweet? And that's the artificial sweeteners in there. And so that's almost worse for you than regular sugar. Um, but sugar is known to dehydrate you as well. So it drives me crazy with the, the Gatorade and the, the Powerades and those type of things. So um, I use I use a, a hydration from Arbonne. I, I partner with Arbonne for a lot of my nutrition and supplements things. Um, I actually started with Arbonne because of their workout line. They have a pre-workout, a hydration, and a post-workout. And I'm like, if I can take this hydration, it's just a, I've got one right here. I take it every day, um, especially after skiing, but I'm just putting it in my water, you know, either on the slopes or after, and it tastes good. And it's replacing those electrolytes, you know, giving me those electrolytes that I need and doing a whole lot more than the Gatorade does with the sugar. So I recommend, you know, once again, like some supplement type things, but having this is, is key. My brother's a huge skier, a very avid skier and and a big drinker. So, uh, it's like a lot of, if you're, if you're, if you like the cocktails, um, and I like, a I, think, I think most years of snowboarders are also big drinkers. It just kind of comes with the territory, the opera. Right. So sneak in a hydration or two. Um, and it seriously helps. I mean, because you're on the mountain, you're, you're not drinking as much water as you should be right. You're higher elevation. You're having a couple beers that, you know, on your breaks or lunch or whatever. And I am too, but I, this hydration just helps big time with that. So that's a big one to try and sneak in, um, you know, to be able to make a little bit healthier choice on the mountain as well. Uh, you know, so having, I always have nuts on hand, like I've always got cashews or almonds or pistachios or something like just in my jacket or in my bag um, or protein bars. Like I'll even have just a shaker and with just protein powder and then adding some water to it for some better nutrition type stuff when I'm up there or, or before or after. I mean, if you're looking at recovery, type stuff uh, after a day on the slopes or after you're working out or after you're um, 
um, exercising in any way, having branched chain amino acids, right? BCAAs are huge for that muscle recovery to be able to help with those. You're working those muscles, you're tearing them apart, you're putting a lot of pressure on the on, on, on your body. So having the branch chain amino acids is a big thing to be able to help in recovery and help you keep going and, and relieve a lot of the soreness. So um, that's actually how I got into Arbonne in the first place is because of their, their BCAAs and this hydration and their, their pre-workout. I'm like, if I can take this when I'm pregnant, you gotta be kidding me. And I still have all this energy and I can work out. Okay, like it doesn't make your heart like go pumping out of your chest, but it it's really good, especially, you know, if you guys are, are hiking up the mountain, right? Like you're putting in some some work um with your backcountry type stuff, right? That, that's not my that's not my thing. I'm a mom now, right? I don't I don't get to play in that game. Um but doing the incline or doing other type hikes and things like that, if I'm out for hours at a time, then I take my pre-workout and it just keeps me going longer, keeps me hydrated. What it's doing is it's bringing more oxygen to the muscles, right? And if your muscles have more oxygen, then they're gonna be able to perform better. You know that, right? Awesome, awesome. So you've given us a lot of good advice about some different strategies for uh, improving your nutrition to perform better. Um, how, how do you specifically go about helping athletes? I love it. Like athletes are, are my jam. I mean, once, once you are one, then, then you, you, you're once, once an athlete, always an athlete. Right. And so, um, how do I go about helping them? I mean, I have mm -hmm. my own, my own businesses with my training business. Um, and I do a lot of virtual training and virtual workouts and, and stuff. And then my nutrition stuff, I, I do a lot, pretty much everything is all virtual. So, when it comes to an athlete, the the meal plan type thing and the supplements and the different uh, meal re meal replacement like protein powders and stuff, just swapping out what you're already what you're doing for breakfast or for lunch with something a little bit healthier. Swapping out your coffee for you know an energy fizz stick or swapping out you know one. I don't know, whatever, adding hydration to your water at the end of the day type thing, little changes go a long way. So, I mean, I, I take into consideration each athlete's goals personally, and I figure out what they're trying to accomplish, right? I mean, some people are trying to go, you know, do something all day long every day, you know, on the weekend or weekend warriors, and they need something a little bit different than the, the person who's training every single day or five, six days a week, right? There's kind of a different meal plan or, or way to, to go about helping them. But um, if it comes to, to training them and performance type stuff, like, I love working with athletes, because they just they want to work. They want to get better. They want to improve. And an athlete's an athlete in my book. If I can help their athletic performance in any way, then they're going to be an athlete. Oh, gosh. I don't know what that was. Sorry. Is the dog oh. trying to beat down the door? I know. Seriously, like trying to come through the fireplace or what? Sorry. I'm like, kids, don't make a sound. Well, we're going to burn the house down. No big deal. Um, no, we're good. Um, but like, the best way to help an athlete, especially an older athlete that's not in their, you know, high school or college years, I mean, even then, is their nutrition. Like, it, I mean, it just makes such a big difference. And you don't have to be perfect 
all the time. But if you're eating clean and getting rid of those inflammatory foods most of the time, then you're going to be good. I know that you said skiers and snowboarders are more bigger drinkers, right? I hear you. Like I met my husband in a bar playing poker. Um, so I fit, I fit the bill as well. But I'll, so I'll tell you that I eat pretty good besides since Thanksgiving, because, you know, it's Thanksgiving and Christmas and stuff. But I eat like 90, 95% pretty much spot on from what I was saying to remove those, uh, the gluten and the dairy and the highly acidic and inflammatory foods. And then my treats are the cocktails, right? Um, and having those, but I know that you know, vodka, tequila, if this is where we're going with this, but vodka, tequila, those ones are a little bit better and don't, don't put on the weight as much and don't zap your energy as much as, you know, the, the beers and the, as my husband is like, too many glutens, too many glutens, but I love a good beer. So what are you going to do? I think that's great advice for people as well. Cause uh, yeah, if you're going to do it, you're going to enjoy it. And uh, if you want to try to be at least a little bit healthier, even though none of it's healthy, then uh, that, that's a good advice for some options. Yeah. Um, I'm, a, I'm a lifestyle type person, coach, trainer. I'm like, what are you doing? What are you going to stick with? Like if, if you go too extreme, it's just not going to work for a lot of people. Absolutely. So if you can work with them and make progress and, and think about having progress and not perfection, it's, it's, it works. It's a big deal. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I like that you mentioned that you uh, do, do a lot of things virtually because while well, I'm based in Colorado Springs, you're based in Monument. Uh, we've got people in this group from around the state, at, you know, all up and down the front range to Durango to Summit County. Um, and I think some members of the group aren't even in Colorado. So um, yeah. the fact that you're able to reach out and uh, help people digitally without them necessarily coming to you um, yeah. can be helpful for a lot of people. Oh, it works. I mean, it's, it's been decent for me. It's been, I'm so grateful for the opportunity, you know, especially during 2020 with so many changes to be able to, to work virtually so easily, but then it does open up the doors to be able to help anybody and everybody because everything I do is, is, uh, virtually and mostly through secret Facebook groups and, and giving the support and accountability and education and, um, guidance and shopping lists and recipes and all of those things. It's all, it's all virtual, which is, is cool. So if anybody has any questions for Lisa specifically, now would be a great time to, uh, drop that in the, uh, comments of the live. We've got a few people on live right now, it appears. Um, so if you have any specific questions for Lisa, go ahead and put those in now. Um, and while I'm waiting to see if any of those come on through, uh, Lisa, if you want to let people know how they can reach out to you, uh, you know, by email or Instagram or uh, whatever else, this would be a good time to share that. Yeah. Yeah. You can follow me on Instagram um, at Lisa underscore Olson underscore fitness. So Lisa Olson fitness. Um, you can find me there or on uh, Facebook. I don't post a ton, honestly, on my Facebook business page. Lisa Olson Fitness um, on my Facebook page. Um, but if there's people that want any samples of anything or they want like a complimentary nutrition or fitness assessment, I definitely offer those. So you can you can reach out to me. I'll give you my number. It's um, and we can post it in the group too. But 719-271-9619, or we can email email me at Lisa Olson Fitness at Outlook.com and we can put that stuff in there too. But um, 
Yeah, if you're interested in some nutrition stuff or fitness stuff or want any samples of the things that that I use and that I recommend, whether it's protein or energy drinks or the hydration or the workout stuff or or bars or any of that, then uh, or you want to know more about our healthy living challenge that I that I coach and is just amazing and enhances every athlete's performance and and our day to day uh, person too, then yeah, hit me up. Awesome. Thank you, Lisa. Um, Thank you. Yeah. And I know if you follow Lisa on Instagram, she'll show you just about every meal that she's had. Um, it'll be posted yeah. on there and you can see. Yeah. Right. I've got a really good, I'm not a tomato soup fan, uh, but I just made like a really good vegan tomato soup. It's on the stove. Like kids even eat it. We're, we're doing some white chicken chili when we're going to Crested Butte. Uh, we'll do a one meal in the hotel, you know, or the condo or whatever, white chicken chili type stuff. I love the the soups and the chilies and the, the goulashes and the good hearty stuff. Like I'm an athlete. I eat a lot still. So, but yeah, follow me for some good stuff, recipes, ideas, whatever. All right. So we do have a question for you here. This comes from Jancy and it says, what do you think of keto as a diet? Good or bad? Um, it's hard to just say good, bad, right? I'm not going to bash anything. For the regular person, regular Joe Schmo, I, I'm not a fan. For somebody who has uh, more of a brain-type injury or seizures um, or concussions, doing more of a keto-style um Diet is a good thing with the healthy fats really helping your brain function. That's a good thing. The thing that I don't like about keto is I don't feel like it's a very good lifestyle that you can have. I don't like the idea of cutting the carbs. Yes, I'm, I, I like the idea of cutting gluten, but that's not cutting carbs. Carbs are your best form of energy. And especially as an athlete, I just feel that um, carbs are good and the uh, cheeses and the dairy and some of that stuff um, that is hard to digest and is higher in cholesterol is not good overall health-wise. I know many people who have done a keto style and they've lost some weight for a little bit here and there. Yes, I mean, that's going to happen, but I don't see it as a long-term solution for health Um if that makes sense for for the long term stuff. So overall, if I have to say yay or nay, I'm a I'm a nay. Nope. All right, good. Uh, we do have another question. This comes from Heather, and Heather is my wife. So hi, Heather. I had to meet you sometime. She says, "Where do you get your recipes?" And since Heather is my wife, I want to make sure that the recipes that you give her are good ones, delicious ones. <laughs> Yeah, because I totally eat like gross food. I think that that's so funny because so many people are like, oh, I didn't realize that this would be good. I'm like, would you? It's not like back in the day where people ate healthy and it was just disgusting and gross all the time. Um, so I, I run a lot of secret Facebook groups and I have a lot of um, recipes from there that we've created over the time or Pinterest has a ton of good recipes and clean eating. If you like type in clean eating um, recipes, you can find some there. But if you also want some of my favorites, like, like the white chicken chili we do, um, 
Oh man, a bruschetta chicken is really good. Um, stuffed peppers we had the other day. I'm trying to just think of the menu that we had We um, just this week type things. Um, we do a ton of chilies and soups and Mexican food and goulashes and stuff like that. But um, if you want, you can follow me on Instagram, but also I can email you like quite a few different recipes if you want and want to have some. I usually always ask like, what are you used to eating? You know, somebody like you, Scott, like, you better give her good ones. Okay, well, what's good to you? What do you like? Because I can give you a chicken parmesan recipe as well. That's that's amazing. Or, um, you know, whatever is based on your needs. I can even make you a pizza recipe or chicken tenders or wings or or whatever. It's We made a, a cool, it's almost like a clam chowder type soup. It was chicken potato chowder type soup the other day that's really hearty and fills you up. Um, so my husband, a lot of times, and he's a big guy, he's like six, two, uh, 200, 210 pounds or something firefighter. And he brings a lot of those recipes to the station for the guys as well. He's the one that does most of our cooking, um, which is nice for me. <laughs> um, but he just throws a, a ton of stuff together, but yeah. Yeah. I will say, uh, right now she is making a sweet potato and quinoa chili that's in the crock pot right now. I can smell it. Okay coming upstairs so yeah. i think that would fit well into your uh yeah that's uh, a good one. Yeah, yeah yeah we do a type of life of lifestyle yeah we did a shepherd's pie this week too and some will do it with sweet potatoes for a shepherd's pie we like my husband likes red potatoes better than um sweet potatoes and red potatoes are lower on the glycemic index than like white potatoes so uh, just as a little, another extra little thing, um, substituting the red yeah. potatoes for white potatoes is an easy substitute and hard to tell the difference there. Yeah. Okay. Very good. Any other last minute questions anyone might have? All right. Well, thank you, Lisa. Thank you so much for joining yeah. us. Thank you for sharing your knowledge with the group. Uh, you know, I talk a lot about, you know, different uh, ways to improve your flexibility, strength, uh, be more efficient with your, your movements, but uh, the nutrition side is not my forte. And that's definitely where you come in as an expert. So I really appreciate you uh, coming and sharing those expertise. Yeah, thank you for having me. And then the more you know, the more you pass along to to your clients. You're amazing at what you do. And I appreciate the help that you're, you're giving me. Um, I really appreciate it. it. keeps me keeps me on the slopes and keeps me up there and, and doing what I need to do as I'm getting older, right? But got to keep up with the kiddos so uh, and be able to still have fun. So thank you. Yeah, and uh, like I said before at the beginning of the uh, the the live, uh, if you're watching this and you want other people to see it, um, we we want more people in the group to be able to see it. Make sure you're. Uh, putting some reactions on, on the uh, post. And if you want to make some comments in the comment box, even later, that'll help people see it more. Um, if you're catching it live right now, just type live. Uh, if you're catching it later on the replay, uh, you can type in replay just to get some comments going and let everyone in the group see it. Cause I, we did get a lot of great information tonight that I think is going to help a lot of people. Cool. Hope so. Thank you. All right. Thanks Lisa. Bye-bye. Yep. Bye guys.